There is a big myth out there that you have to be on camera in order to have a successful YouTube channel. Well, that is absolutely not true. In fact, today's guest on Chief Talk has a channel that is about to reach 1 million subscribers and she's not on camera. In fact, her main actors are actually Doug. So how did she get to this point? What tips and tricks has she got up her sleeve to make her channel successful? And what can we learn and copy for our own channels? Well, this is exactly what I asked her on today's episode of Tube Talk. Let's do this. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Cheap Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I am a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at VidIQ, where every day we help creators big and small level up their channels, get more subscribers, more views in less time. So today's guest on Tube Talk is Jessica Hash, who is the CEO of a channel called Gone to the Snow Dog, an absolutely incredible channel doing incredible things. And as I said earlier, almost at 1 million subscribers. Jessica, welcome to Tube Talk. Hi, how are you? Excellent. <laughs> Thank you for being on Tube Talk with us. We're so excited to have you. Yeah, I'm excited. This is fun. So we're going to talk YouTube, believe it or not, right? <laughs> the stuff that we do every day and the stuff that you love to do every day. So for those who don't know your channel, give us the who is Jessica and what is Gone to the Snow Dogs? So basically Gone to the Snow Dogs, I like to start off my videos by telling people that, you know, we want to show you what life with your dog can and should be like. It's a channel that is pretty much all dog based. The dogs are the stars of the show and we do a variety of things from DIY treats to training to entertaining videos, trending videos. We do a little bit of everything. You know, it's kind of not necessarily the Mr. Beast in dog form, but maybe, maybe we'll get there someday. <laughs> so are you actually in the videos themselves or are, are you strictly out of those videos? Very rarely mm. am I in the videos. Like in the beginning, there was more time where I was in the videos when I would do like my treat videos, but I've actually reformatted the way I film those. So even now I'm no longer in the videos. It's just my voice. I tried to make the focus more. I really want the focus to be the dogs, not me. I want people to connect with them and their personalities more than they do with me, at least on their channel. We have multiple channels, but on their channel, I want it to be about them. Okay, so they're the stars. They get invited to VidCon to speak on stage, not you. Okay, I, I, I see where this is going. Um, so g give us an idea of what a typical video would be like. I do a couple of different styles of videos. Like when I do my treat videos, I do a lot of the audio and stuff as I'm filming. Just because with like the DIY treat videos, it's a little bit easier to do that in the moment style of filming which is mm -hmm. also kind of really difficult because the dogs are constantly trying to steal treats and constantly taking things off the counter. But that kind of is part of what I wanted for those videos. Like I want it to be that funny. I want it to be almost that feeling of you're trying to cook with children and they're trying to eat everything. <laughs> That's pretty much what our treat videos have evolved into. We make a lot of different things. The dogs have a lot of fun with it. Our audience has a lot of fun with it. Those videos I kind of film and talk at the same time, but then I also do 
like when we go camping, I tend to shoot just tons of B-roll footage of, you know, camping or road trips of everything we're doing. And then when we come back home, I form the story around the footage that I took and I voice mm. over what's going on. So I, I can kind of focus more on the shots that I want to get and what we're doing and the fun the dogs are having and then tell the story of what it was we saw and what we did. So I kind of do a little bit of everything when it comes to the styles of my videos. Like some of it's voiceover, some of it's in the moment, some right. of it is just, this was cute and I got a three minute video of this <laughs> thing, so I'm gonna run with it. <laughs> but lots of filming. So, I mean, you film everything and then kind of craft a story around so much footage, right? Yes, there is a lot. I film <laughs> a lot. And I, you know, aside from Gone to the Snow Dogs, we run a vlog channel. So I have so much footage oh, wow. because, you know, we're filming for the dogs channels. But what happened was as we were growing, people wanted to know more about my husband and I and of our course. life. So, yes. you know, we decided, well, let's let's start a vlog. So we also do a vlog four to five days a week with more footage of the dogs that wow. isn't necessarily seen on their channel. So I film a lot. <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, running one channel is one thing, but now you're running multiple channels. Yeah. That must be an insane process in your brain as you say, oh, this is good for this. That's good for this. Are you constantly like thinking channel, 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 content, content, content? Constantly. It's constantly. <laughs> it's, it's always like, okay, this would work for TikTok. This would work for Facebook. This would work for Instagram. Like, what am I, what am I putting where? And then even as I'm going through an editing content, I find clips that I make notes and I'm like, this would work for a video on this platform. This would work here. So yeah, that's, I think all I ever think about is content. <laughs> okay. People, um, heads up because a lot of people are complaining that oh, it's so difficult to shoot that one video a week. Yeah, yes, it is. But think of the other extreme, because I mean, Jessica is extreme. Think of the other <laughs> extreme side of it, where Jessica is, is filming for herself, multiple channels, but also multiple platforms. Because you know that you cannot simply take a YouTube video and throw it up on Facebook. It just no, doesn't work. <laughs> Do you have any tips for us of how to repurpose our content? What kind of works on the other platforms? What have you picked up along the journey and you go, oh, okay, I've got to do captions. I've got to do it in this format. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. It has been a lot of trial and error for me when it comes to that, you know, really learning how to do that. It's, it's basically just my husband and I, and I have an assistant that does this. So there's, there's just the three of us that really work wow. on this. Yeah. Um, when it comes to other platforms, I think the biggest thing that like I tend to tell other people is you have to treat every platform as it is. You know, like you mm. said, you can't just take a video from YouTube and upload it to Facebook and expect it to do anything. Rarely it will work. If you know, there are a few times where that might happen, but realistically, like when you're on Facebook, you've got to have words, you've got to have captions, you've got to catch them in that first three seconds. You better have mm. something amazing in the beginning of that video you know, uploading to Instagram is the same way. You have to format everything correctly. So there's there's definitely a lot that needs to be done when you're doing cross-platform uh, production, mm -hmm. you know, and, and even like, you know, short-form video when you're doing TikTok or when you're doing, you know, even the new Instagram Reels is this short-form stuff. So you really have to take and format everything. If you're using content you've already used or if you're if you're filming for those things, 
there's a lot of a lot of thought <laughs> and a lot of planning and you know how can I make this work and can this happen mm. and yeah it's a it's, it's a, a lot of work but I I think I think the thing is you know a lot of people like you were saying say oh my gosh it's so hard to get up one video a week you know yes and no but the other thing is is I absolutely love what I yes, do yes and it I think that makes it not it's not I don't know if easier is the right word fun it makes it more fun <laughs> you know like it's it's not so taxing all the time it's like I'm gonna do this because I enjoy it so I think that kind of helps me out a lot definitely 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 if you're waking up every morning thinking okay I've got to jump onto yet another trend I've got to like what's going to get me views today that you're going to burn out very quickly oh but yeah if you, if you wake up every morning going oh great cannot wait let me take my camera out. Let me charge my batteries. Let me just go out there. I just love doing this. Well, then it's not work. It's just fun. It's exactly. a lot of hours, but you enjoy yep. a lot of time just simply doing that, which is really, really, really awesome. Have you noticed a transition on your channel from one type of content to another? Or have you kind of maintaining the same kind of format as you've been doing over the many years that you've been doing this? We have definitely changed with the times. I've been doing this almost 11 years. It'll be 11 years in November. And <laughs> wow. I have tried to change and adapt over the years to what's working and what's not working. And not necessarily with the trend chasing, but more of like formatting and storytelling and yes. you know the styling of how we film. Like I was saying about my treat videos, we filmed in the same style for so long. And then I realized the videos were still doing well but as I was watching other people and watching even other like cooking shows, I'm like, I don't want to do it in this format anymore. I need to f figure out a better way to film this. And we did, you know, I'm, I'm still tweaking it, but it, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I think that, you know, we don't, I don't chase trends mm. per se. If there's a trend that's happening, you know, in the pet world or something that I feel like I can turn into a pet type video, I will do it just for the fun of it. Like mm. what's trending today and what's going on. And, you know, like you said, chasing trends can be, can be a really difficult thing True. to do. We did make, um, we made edible slime for dogs when slime was really popular, but we make treat videos. So we tried to turn it into something right. that had to do with that. When the fidget spinners were insanely popular, mm -hmm. we made a fidget spinner dog treat that actually spun. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. So, but, uh, I kind of try to take those trends and turn them into something more of who we are and what we do. Okay, so that so so that that's a great that's a great disclaimer because um, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I'm not saying don't look at trends. What I'm saying right. is don't copy other channels because they happen to be doing it. What Jessica is doing is taking trends, which is insanely smart because it's highly searchable, and adapting that to her content. So just for clarity's sake. That is beautiful. In fact, that's highly encouraged. Right. Google works on search. YouTube works on search. When things get recommended because they're popular, if you can adapt popular content to your channel, but here's the key, you have to make it your own. Has to be natural fit on your channel. So a spinning fidget spinner, but it happens to be a dog treat, <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> even if you're not into that, you would probably watch that, right? Um, yeah. Because it's popular and this is cool. It's got a lovely little twist on it and you're not alienating your audience. So great to chase trends as long as you're adapting it to your content.
but simply becoming a copy of yet another channel that is highly discouraged. Just want to be clear. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Have you noticed that people are coming to your channel and then going, wow, I never knew I was into this. And now you've just, yeah, I love watching your content. It's just highly entertaining. Yeah, I have a huge like age range and difference in my audience. It's it's kind of crazy. I get a lot of people that comment like on our dog treat videos that say, you know, I don't even have a dog, but I love watching these. Yes, that's what you I mean. Know? And I I love that. Like so as long as you're entertained, I don't care if you have a dog or not, you know? And <laughs> so I I do. I do get a lot of people that I think come to our content and had have no idea that that's something they enjoy. Even with like some of our more um educational and informative videos because as much as I like to do a lot of fun happy things you know I I really have a passion for teaching people about like I said what life with your dog can and should be like I really want people to learn how to live a better life with their dogs like mm. how to involve their dogs in their life even when we go like traveling and when we stay at hotels and stuff I like to kind of talk to our audience and show our audience, hey, this is something you can do and here's how you can do it. You don't yes. have to leave them at home. You can travel with them. You can plan around having pets. And I, I think that I think that our audience really, really appreciates those things. Mm, definitely. But it, it makes sense that, yeah, the entertainment is one thing. Um, understanding the lifestyle that you live and you know, the situation that you happen to be in and the location that you happen to be in, that's, that's the that's what the channel is about. But the underlying message is essentially saying, look, these are part of your family and yes. they don't have to live in a cage. They don't have to be locked up. They don't have to be given to a neighbor when you travel. They are part of your family. You, you wouldn't leave your kid next door. Well, some people do, but uh, <laughs> you know, usually you wouldn't. And right. here is education. Here is the way that this lifestyle is supposed to be led. Wherever you happen to be living, there's a way to do it. So I love that there's always that undertone of this is part of my family. And that yes. is just beautiful. And your community is reacting to that because you've built an amazing community around your channel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our, our, we call them the audience. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and we have. We have built an amazing community. But I think, you know, another part of that is we don't only share you know, these fun, happy videos, I kind of tend to share everything, like even, you know, not to turn everything sad, but even when our dogs have issues, we've had, I've done this for 11 years, we've had five Huskies, I currently have two. So that tells you that in those 11 years, we've lost three, Right, we've, right. We, we've lost three Husky, three of our dogs very, very publicly through the internet. And as hard as it was, I still tried to help our audience understand what was going on when the dogs were getting older and you know especially when we knew the things they were going through we tried to make videos talking about it and it wasn't just so that they were slightly prepared for what was to come but it was also to i don't know connect with them on another level of hey we're going through this just like anybody else is going through this like right. we 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 know you know when, when we have lost our dogs, I have a lot of people that say that, you know, oh my gosh, you know, we went through the same thing. Thank you for sharing this. It yes. means so much to us. And I think that that's just as important as making the fun, silly videos is really being vulnerable and open to connect with your audience on a whole separate level. Ooh. Like really letting them in and letting them know who you are. I think it just builds 
a different type of bond and connection with your audience, it builds a, to me, I feel like it builds a stronger audience, letting them really know who you are. But it's reality because that that is who you are as a person. So you're going to have some crappy days. That's just the way life works. You're going to have some awesome days. That's the way life works. If you only show the highlight reel of everything that's amazing, that's what the big problem of social media as a whole is. That's why we're having insanely high depression rates and you know burnout rates because yeah. people think that life is all about the highlights and it's not. Yes. There's ups and there is down. And I love that idea of saying, look, guys, this is what's going on. This is what we just find out. This is the issue that we're going through at the moment. We'll come along with us for this one too. And did you find that your audience stuck with you? Yeah, for the most part, the audience stuck with us. Um, There was a little bit, every time we've lost a dog, we've had a little bit of a drop off, which is to be expected. And I always tried to tell my audience, I completely understand. Mm. I understand that it's hard to come back and watch the next video when, you know, your favorite dog is not gone because they passed away or you're just too sad because you don't want to see it without your favorite dog. But I have always found that after a couple of weeks, they come back. Mm. They gr- they're grieving just like we are. Yes. And my, my thing was, you know, a lot of people always tried to tell us, you know, oh, take a break. And that it's easy to say to somebody, oh, well, you, you lost your dog. Take a break. No, I can't take a break because this is my escape. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. This is what I love. And if I stop, you know, it, I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel right to me. It's like, I still have these other dogs. Right. I, you know, I can't stop what I'm doing. And now, oh, we're not going to do anything because we lost one. Life keeps moving forward. We have to keep moving forward. Of course, we grieve and we grieve in our own way. Mm-hmm. But there was the, I, there was no way I could do it. I'm like, I can't. And I didn't really want to take a break. Like, I didn't feel like at any point in time, like, oh, we lost a dog. You know, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, it was You kind of just push through it and power through it. Well, and this is your, this is your escape. And it's also yeah. the way that allows you to share what you're going through. And that's, that's a good therapy as well. It's just oh, getting yeah. it off your chest, kind of showing it to the world. And some people are just not going to like that. And that's fine. You can't be all things to all people all of right. the time. It just doesn't work. Chasing that 100% perfection will prevent you from doing lots of things. So you've got to sometimes just take that risk. And you sometimes you just got to go through a process. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. But sometimes you got to do things for yourself. Oh, 100%. And I think that's why so many creators experience burnout. I have uploaded videos that I, I know aren't going to do well because they're either not designed for the algorithm or they're not designed for a mm. playlist strategy or they're not designed. They're just a one-off video that I make for me more than you know anything else. I make it for me and I make it for our hardcore audience, like the people that are there no matter what. Mm. That's what those videos are designed for. And you know they may get a fraction of the views, but I think like for me, I really try not to focus on that. I didn't make that video for it to be some insanely popular video. I made it because that's what I do. You know, I create videos that I want to make. I don't, I try not to get sucked into that create for the algorithm, create for blah, blah, blah. I want to create for the audience. And if the audience of, you know, of almost a million people is only 10,000 of those people, that's still the audience. That's the audience it needed to reach. And I think people really you know, when it comes to burnout, I think that's something they forget. And, you know, I mean, realistically, I'm not saying that I've never wanted to quit. 
<laughs> sure. you know, you know I, there have been times where I've gone through that a few, it was a, a few months after, or a few weeks after, after we lost our last Husky Shelby, I was at a point where I was like, maybe, maybe I'm done. Maybe I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I, I just like everybody else, I don't want it to sound like I'm some machine. I have my ups and downs as well. But that's when you really surround yourself with your creator friends. Mm. And if you don't have a lot of creator friends, reach out to some people online. Reach yes. out to some, you know, some of your friends online, or, you know, or people that you follow and be like, hey, I'm going through this thing. You know, can you help me? Join some groups on Facebook that are full of creators. There are people out there that are willing to talk with you. And I, I had my, my other creator friends, really good friends of mine that pulled me back off the edge and said, you, really, you don't really want to quit. You just feel like that today. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, I love that. That's it, it, the community that we have is our audience, but we as creators have our own community because we all understand algorithm. We all understand the frustration of doing such hard work and editing and spending late nights and putting out a video and it just tanks. We yep. all go through this. Everyone Regardless does. of what size you have, you just go through that motion. Yep. You can put hours into a video and you think it's going to be amazing and you mm. put it up and it does horrible. And I mean, you really, you have two options. You can sit there and go, oh my gosh, I did all this work and it's bad. Or you look at it, you analyze it and you go, okay, maybe I should have done this differently. Or maybe there's nothing you should have done differently and it just is what it is. It is what it is. But I try not to overthink and overfocus on past videos. You know, I learn from them and I move forward. Okay, that was what it is. You know, every once in a while I'll go back on my channel and I'll look at videos and I'll be like, maybe I should have titled this differently or maybe mm. this thumbnail could have been better. When I have a little bit of downtime, I go on there and I, you know, I, I might change one or two things. But other than that, when the video's up, that's it. I'm on to the next thing. Like the video's up, it's done. It either does well or it doesn't. It's time to move on to the next thing. You know, the next video I should try to make better than the video before it. What did I learn from it? Okay, let's move forward. And that's kind of how I've done this for Love years. <laughs> oh, but but I think I think the message here is cr is critical. It's that your number one, you're focused on your audience. That's your priority. Yes. Number two, it's all about good storytelling. It's about putting the right B-roll with the right story and putting it out there for your audience that you know is going to love it because you know your audience so well. Right. And then you put it out there and you know what? Once it's out of your control, it's done. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's gone. So learn from it. Go look at your analytics for a little bit, analyze some things, make some notes, and then just move on to the next one because yes. there's always going to be a next one. And if you can improve by a little bit with every video, that's how you grow and that's how you become successful. If you're looking at your analytics, I'm interested to know what would be like the top one or two stats that you like go to after every video. So you've uploaded your content, you go, you wait a little bit, you go into your YouTube analytics. What do you look for? I do look for like the click through and see how mm -hmm. well that's doing. I try to make sure that, you know, if the click through rate is low in the beginning, I will change up a thumbnail. Um, I, it's something that I try to have a couple versions of a thumbnail, which this is something new for me. I actually didn't start doing this until just a couple of months ago. <laughs> um, it was kind of one of the new things I learned, but I have found that it, it does work. So I tend to watch that click through rate and really see, okay, is this something people are clicking on? And if they're not, let's switch the thumbnail. But I try, I also try not to do it like I usually try to wait a few hours and I only do it if it's really bad. And sometimes 
I will sit there and I'll stare and I will go, let's just let this ride and see what happens. Mm. Sometimes I let it ride and see what happens. And by the next morning, it's the number one performing video <laughs> instead of the number seven. So, right. so like, I kind of just, I guess it's more of as silly as it is. It's more of a feeling. Feel, if, yeah. If, if I feel like, okay, right now it's performing seven out of 10. Should I change the thumbnail? No, I really like that thumbnail. It should perform better. Okay, let's just leave it. And then the next morning I wake up and the video is doing well. And sometimes I wake up the next morning and it's not, and then I'll change the thumbnail. So I, I try not to obsess over the numbers and the analytics. I do look at them. Everybody should look at them. There are a lot of things you can learn from them. But I, again, like I said, I try not to obsess over them. And then sometimes it's, you know, two weeks down the road, I'll look at a video and I'll be like, this didn't take off like I thought it would, or, you know, cause that 14 to 21 day mark when the videos really tend to figure out where they're going. I had a video a couple weeks ago I did of the dogs in the pool that I'm like, this should have done way better than it did. Changed the thumbnail and not even two days later, the video exploded. Mm. And it, that was all it took was just a different thumbnail. And all I did was I looked at all my other pool videos and I went, why did I do the thumbnail like this when all of my other ones that did well looked <laughs> like this? Well, let's make the thumbnail look like all the other ones. And as soon as I did that, it just, it took off. Wow. <laughs> you know your audience, you know your channel. You have this gut instinct by now of saying, okay, I'm just going to let it ride. And if it's okay to make your changes 24 hours later, people are watching their analytics on a second by second basis and refreshing and they've changed yeah. it up 13 times. But you haven't even given YouTube the opportunity to show it to a large enough audience yet. There's lots of things to do. Do you have one viral video that you can recall that you go, that video really took my channel from where it was going to that next level? I don't know that I've ever had a true like video that I uploaded and it took off immediately. A lot of my content has taken off over time. Uh, so I've never really had that video where it's like it uploaded and it did amazing, but I have videos that I've uploaded and then they've really grown over time. Um, I, it's been my treat videos, you know, right. I, my watermelon treat video is my most popular video on my channel and I've created more watermelon treats because of that. I try not to oversaturate that. I try to do it only in the summertime when watermelon is really a popular thing and it's summer, you know, I'm not going to make a watermelon treat video in, December when there's snow on the ground, like that just doesn't work. But I, you know, I, I try to take from some of the videos that have done well. And, you know, again, I've been doing this for 11 years, so I can recreate an older video and turn it into something new. Mm. I, you know, I have, I, I'm fortunate enough to have so much that I've done that I have the ability to be like, Hey, this worked, but I can make it better. Let's recreate this video with the current dogs we have and make it better. So I've, I've been able to do things like that. But I think the biggest thing I, I learned from my videos that have grown over time is people really like my dog treats. <laughs> <laughs> I think and you I, said that. <laughs> and, and I hate cooking. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's been an interesting experience. And it's not that I hate cooking. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> so in all this, all this time, I have not only had to learn how to really make dog treats, but I've had to learn how to not burn everything in the oven. Um, but I, I think I've, I've tried to take from our videos that have done well and, you know, the ones that have done well over time. And, you know, 
recreate them, kind of bounce right, off right, of right. them and, and, and create, you know, playlists or, hey, this does well, people like it, let's make another video like this, you know, Beautiful. a month down the road or two months down the road. So, you know, that's kind of one of the strategies that I tend to use. And, and, and nearly a million subscribers, I would say that seems <laughs> to be working. But it's great because, I mean, this is evergreen content. So whether I'm watching a video that you've uploaded a year ago or one that you uploaded last week, um, the entertainment value is still there. The information is still there. The, uh, the funness, if that's even a word, the funness of the channel is still there. And, and that's what I'm kind of connecting with. So it doesn't have to be that viral hit that skyrockets your channel. It's just good entire wholesome channel and together they all uplift each other and that's how you grow a good channel that youtube loves algorithm loves it spreads the love and it gets you even more viewers more subscribers and more ad revenue because brands love this kind of content too which is oh, yeah. absolutely amazing wow so so much information jessica if people want to find you and find your channel and your million other things that you have going on <laughs> Where can they do that? You can pretty much search Gone to the Snow Dogs, you know, on YouTube or youtube.com slash Gone to the Snow Dogs. But you can search Gone to the Snow Dogs on pretty much any social media platform, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. We're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, between that and then our other brand is that we're really active on is Snow Dogs Vlogs. And same thing. We're there on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> Just we own that term. It's available everywhere. Got it. <laughs> Fantastic. Jessica, thank you very much for sharing all this amazing knowledge. And I think creators are really going to enjoy this, especially if small creators who are looking for that inspiration. This has been wonderful because this applies whether you're small or whether you're big. The same rules apply. Know your audience, really create good stories for your audience, and then do the YouTube stuff like good thumbnails, good titles, good descriptions, understand the analytics, learn a little bit from, the, from each video as you focus on your next one. So really amazing, amazing stuff. Thank you for spending time with us. Yeah, thank you. And I, the other thing too, people, everybody started at zero. Yes. Right. All right, guys, all those links will be in the show notes. Of course, I'm going to link to them so you can tippity tap on your phone or on your computer and go check out everything that Jessica is going on. Uh, Jess, thank you very much one more time for being with us. I appreciate it. And for the rest of you still listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast application. Share this episode with at least one other creator that's perhaps is struggling, perhaps lost their way, perhaps is no longer inspired to create content. This is a great one to share with them. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Cheap Talk. Thanks for hanging out. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidiq.com slash tube talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.